Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome into another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and yes, we're a little late, but it's the finale of the Sarlacc Sound Wave, the last episode of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter Seven. In the name of honor, I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And as always, we are also joined by Miles Butchers. Thank you very much, buddy. Happy to be here. You know, excited to talk about some fucking, you know, Book of Boba Fett, man. Let's talk the Book of Boba Fett. I'm going to tell you, I love this finale. I saw it get a lot of shit online, and it's apparently like the lowest rated episode of all the episodes, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, but they had to follow episodes five and six. Yeah, it's it's, it's, hard, it's hard. And here's my thing. I don't even know what the fuck anyone's complaining about. Mm. Uh, we got Boba Fett. Riding a rancor. I don't need anything yeah, else. For this it to is be awesome. Not only did we get Boba Fett riding a rancor, we got hands down. And I said best scene whenever I whenever I sent the message about it. I didn't actually mean best scene. I meant most adorable scene. I just didn't want to spoil mm. anything. The most goddamn adorable scene I think in all of Star Wars. Oh, fucking buddy. baby Yoda or what? Little baby Grogu. Cuddling up oh, to it. a okay. fucking rancor. Moments, yeah. Now I think the even cuter moment is oh, him force jumping into Din's arms, like into. Oh, I mean, like, listen, that was right adorable. Kelly Moto, like, then, hey, look who's here, and then, uh, and then him like looking down, double taking me, like, what? Yeah. What are no, you I mean, doing? Listen. And then like he puts away his blaster and like talks to him for a second. And he's like, what are you doing here? Uh, oh my god! I never, listen, I never thought was... I'd see you again. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so... I didn't know when I'd see you again. I love you, and buddy. I love that he said when. <laughs> Because there wasn't a question of if he was gonna see his ass again. Listen, that shit was adorable, but but the fucking you know, Din about to get eaten by the by the uh, Mm. by the rancor, and then you know, I'd taken that Grogu, Grogu just you know you know going up and just being like go go to sleep. The rancor going to sleep, and him just him just walking over like into the into the rancor like uh, like next to its face, and just like curling up into a ball and laying and going to sleep next to him. Fucking adorable. Legendary shit. Legendary shit. But uh also I have uh headcanon. Um Din is no longer uh Boba Fett is no longer the owner of that Rancor. Um and it does not see it does not recognize um Boba Fett as its master and it now recognizes Grogu as its master. <laughs> Grogu. And and if and if I don't see Grogu riding into battle with the Darksaber <laughs> on a Rancor What are we even doing here? What are we yeah. even doing? Uh, one thing I'd like to say before we kick off is that this episode, if you watch it directly after episode four, which I did, I rewatched this series and I just watched one through four and then the finale. Um, it was like, it was so good. Like watching, like, um, you, you don't get the, uh, like Mando going to, to Cobb Vanth 
thing, but like if you just accept that that happens, that's the only thing you miss. Like really, that's part of like the Boba storyline. Um, and like this finale, it just had to follow two incredibly, like just unbelievable episodes that we didn't think we were ever going to get. Um, but the, it's, it's, I have like no complaints with this finale, like at all. And officially, now that the series is over, it, it reframes the whole thing uh, mm. to where we know that the uh, the book of Boba Fett was about Boba's rebirth uh, through through his time with the Tuscans, becoming that becoming this leader in Tatooine, and uh, you know uh, freeing it from the control of the Pikes, basically. Uh, I, I, I think also realizing that he didn't that i i don't think they want to be you know the leaders of like the crime syndicate anymore i don't think they even want to be the leaders of a planet no yeah i don't think think so yeah Uh, and i think that's that's part of the like the whole like the journey of the book of boba fett is realizing you know because he at the end he thinks i want to take back Tatooine and you know and free it and he does freeze it free it and then i think that part of that part of it is realizing yeah i just i don't want to stay here though yeah, there's a bigger universe out there, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. But uh, the thing that uh, it, it makes you realize too is that uh, not only do we do we get that whole story, but within it is the three episode arc that reunites Din and Grogu. Mm. They did their, they did the Clone Wars arc thing and let and gave Din it right in the middle of this show and. They were like, we won't have to worry about Din and Grogu being split apart for a whole season of Mandalorian because we're going to bring them back together in a really, really compelling way with everything you need to know uh, in it in between the seasons. And it'll be perfect. Uh, and I saw I saw people complaining about how it, it cheapens the finale of the Mandalorian season, two, And it's like, I mean, like, I can I can see how you think that given that, like, it's like. We didn't have to wait very long for that. They were, but like, doesn't that make it kind of cuter that like all the while neither one of them could stand to be apart for long? Like they had, they had to come back together or else they weren't going to be okay with it. Like, I think that's cute. Uh, the second that's, that's Luke one of those said, things. Go ahead. Like the second Luke said, a lifetime for you or a short time for you is a lifetime for another was like, I'm like, okay, he's going back to den. There's no question about it. Like uh, he's, he's taking the arm. Like I think everyone wanted him to take the lightsaber just because to train with. No, I didn't. But like, like, I mean, on like on on surface level, level, your initial thought is like, Oh, take, come on, like take the lightsaber. Luke, don't be a dick. Let him, let him do both is like Mm -hmm. the initial like hope. But you know, you know what you really want, which is him to just take take the armor and go be with, and go be with Din for a bit, and, and it, then maybe come back whenever Din whenever Din's an old man and he dies. I think it's uh, I think it's real interesting though, you know, like uh, it does officially resolve our questions about what the fuck was going to happen with Grogu at Luke's Jedi Temple. Um, it makes I'm it still, clear it makes it clear know. that Luke. I don't know. I don't what the think fuck so. Do you mean you don't know? Like I don't think that he's like just because he's with Den now does not mean that he never goes back to that temple and like to. I don't think he loop. does in the next thirty years. Really? Well, but I, I think I think what just is, is like there there is a chance that, that I think Den just as, takes him there that like, as Luke like gets eventually. new students, he realizes like you can't force them to give up all attachment because he literally teaches his his uh, his fucking, too. his nephew. Like, like you can't, you can't all about say give up. 
yeah, you can't say give up all attachment while teaching your fucking nephew. And so I think maybe there, they, that's like a storyline as he realizes that and then decides, you know, maybe I will. And then like Din, you know, it decides to let to let Gro- Din bring Grogu back as like a part time student. I think <laughs> it's right. a way that would be that would be great. That it would, would be, be great. great. I don't think it'll happen, but it would be it great. Won't. Because because of the Last Jedi, yeah. where where Luke is at in the Last Jedi, he's fucked up. He did this, and Grogu's gone. He never gets Grogu back. Um, I don't like. He teaches it in the way that he was taught by by the by the book Jedi by yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi and by Yoda. And what he doesn't see is that they they were fucking up back in the day. I don't. I I think it might yeah. go the other way. I think no. it might be Luke it wouldn't make will make sense for it to go the other way. Or... No, no. Then... just hold no, on because... for a second. Yeah. Luke Luke starts to teach in this new way. Um, right, he has all the texts, everything. He has all the source, everything, but he starts to teach in this new way and allows attachment. Um, he's talking with Ahsoka. It makes sense. Um, he starts allowing attachment. He takes Grogu back um, into his temple um, and allows Din and Grogu to come and go as they please and you know it's part of the thing and then maybe this is why he goes so crazy because maybe he gets you know visited from a force ghost you know a yoda or someone who tells him like luke you are going way too far out man like you like you need to realize who you are who who what you were taught you are doing this the complete wrong way and it's like you are going to get this is going to ruin it for everybody. And then that's why he's like, oh, like Kylo's going to kill Grogu. Can't let that happen. I'm going, you know, he's getting all these thoughts at once. He's like, I'm starting, I, I want to teach this new way, but now my old masters are telling me not to, and I have to save the future of the Jedi. So Grogu is that, but I, you know, I, so it's like all this clusterfuck. And it kind of makes even more sense that he's going crazy at this time. Like, uh, I don't know. I think, I, I don't think it's like, off the table that Grogu doesn't go back to the temple. Um, like, I don't know. I, 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 I forget. I forget that you, your basis for this is largely his, his freak out over Kylo. Like him, his urge to to strike down that, that darkness in him ASAP. Uh, um, I, I don't, I, I don't really think. Why else that, does he do it? I mean, I just don't think it's I, his father, the small, the shred of light that's in Vader, and he pulls it out of him. But a shred of darkness in his grandson is not enough a shred to... of darkness. Also, okay, been okay, fully okay, sorry. Also, also, let's yes, not act like let's not act like Luke just was like, "Oh, you, father, I see, I see a shred of light. I will save you, father." There was one point where he fully intended to kill Darth Vader. Yeah, but then he learned not to. He, well, it was like the yeah, whole point. As he did with Kylo. As he did with Kylo. Yes. He fully intended on but. killing Darth Vader, and then and then as he was going to kill him, he realized, no, I can't do this. This isn't the Jedi way. And he did the same thing with Kyler. He was about to kill him because of the darkness, but then he realized, no, I can't do this. This isn't the Jedi way. I've seen I've seen this a lot where people are like it just doesn't make any sense for him to want to kill Kyler Kylo. Yes, it does. <laughs> so you're saying the lesson he learned with his father, he just lets lets it repeat. 
the one, I, the lesson that Luke learned, the biggest just, lesson I don't of know his if you life. Realize this, um, people forget things, especially yeah. like, especially forty years after it happened. Especially like, when you're training someone who you are attached to, yeah. and I can't, I cannot accept. I cannot accept it. I, Luke, if then why they're throwing away the original trilogy by bringing Palpatine back and just letting this happen again? Oh, I it's mean, like, okay, Palpatine back, sure, whatever. Like, um, I can't accept it. Like, if, if the idea, the idea of Kylo getting corrupted and Luke's initial thought of being, he is, he is corrupted. I need to take him out before he can do more damage, and then hesitating because he remembers. There is still light in him. I can save him. But then Kylo wakes up and sees his his uncle standing over him with a fucking lightsaber. And that's the push over the edge that Kylo needs to go full dark side. And that's why Luke goes off and becomes a hermit because he realizes I fucked up. Had I had I thought immediately, had I remembered the lesson that I learned with my father immediately instead of trying to kill him, none of this would have happened. Yeah, like it. The thing is, is that like uh, I think that Luke takes full ownership over the fucking mistake he made. Uh, like he he knows how bad he fucked up, and he knows that he fucked up because he's seen it work the other way. Yeah. Um, it only makes and that's, sense and that's to me why if he's, he's doing it to protect Grogu. It oh, that's like the, I don't know. Protect, that's the only way it makes doing sense. He's doing it to protect, protect every other Jedi there, and every you know everyone in the goddamn you know galaxy. I just – I don't know. I, I just can't – something else would have to push Luke to – he physically was almost there to kill him. Like he had to think about that. He thought about it before. Like I don't know. Something some, – there's another factor that pushed him to do this. It wasn't just that Kylo was dark and he wanted to like end it. No, it like, was – the factor didn't was – want to end the, it. The factor was, you know, you know, the factor of why he wanted to, uh, at least if I remember correctly, why he wanted to kill Darth Vader originally was because of the threat he posed to his friends. Luke, as a teacher, has grown an attachment to all the other Padawans and sees the darkness inside of Kylo and sees the threat he poses to those attachments. And so his initial reaction is, I need to take out the threat. I know I have to kill. I, it would be killing my my uh, my nephew but I have to end the threat to the rest of the Padawans. And then he realizes the error in his ways, but by that point it's too late. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, cause the, the going back to what I, I initially uh, began this with, it's just that like this being a, a, a perfect example of him directly following the course of the masters before him uh, being like, you know, attachment bad can't have a p attachment no that's a no no soon as you do it all right cool go back to him that's it uh like and i'm assuming what ultimately uh yeah you know what ultimately complicates the whole teachings is his nephew you know so it'll it'll be it'll be interesting if we ever get any more content uh content filling that gap but um, it was interesting that they left it off screen and that r2 just shipped him he just shipped him to Tatooine. like did r2 go back to luke is r2 awesome. still in pellet like yeah like he's he has uh, his he, X-wing, he, right like left. in yeah. uh so yeah so he's oh yeah he has r2 back obviously but uh it is interesting that they had that moment happen off screen though 
that uh, oh, and and that also might be. I was kind of thinking about this. That might be because of the fact that he was just like, I need, I like he he has uh, R two take Grogu back so that way he can stay and like you know meditate on the choice that he made. Well, I'm he just saying, meditate like, to like if, and talk. Like and, Luke and, could and, like, have told him, like maybe Luke is like, all right, you know what? That was the right choice. Come back to me and. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe there was a larger conversation there that we just didn't see. Yeah. I think it, uh, I think it was purely from a a uh, television creation standpoint. It wasn't. It, there, I don't know that there was a deeper choice here. I think it was like a, oh shit, there's Luke's X wing. However, if we're coming back to Tatooine and there's about to be a war on Tatooine in which someone's about to protect people, if Luke's there, he's not going to leave. Uh, yeah. And they didn't want Luke to be a part of it, so they just went ahead and shipped him. Which uh, I think that's ultimately what it was, um, mm. but uh, and you know that does create a, like a little bit of a hole where it's like, well, I think Luke would have wanted to go ahead and escort him back, but it creates a problem in which Luke probably wouldn't leave and he'd fight this war with them. But then we fall into the we really going to have Luke save everybody every time, or I guess it could give even more credence to Luke just being like. If you have any attachment, you are no longer a Jedi. Like maybe it was like he's just shipping him off. Like he truly doesn't. Like he's like, all right, like well, it's like, all right, you made your I choice. Mean, See you, buddy. I guess it could be that. Like I don't, I don't know though. I, I feel, I I feel like Grogu will still train with Luke in some way. Or I like, think I'll get more to this later. I think he's going to be trained by Ezra, but uh. Like officially more so now than I did I ever did before, uh, just uh, Ahsoka and Ezra and uh, I think there's I think there'll be something more there. I think Ahsoka might have the opportunity to come back around on training hmm. Grogu. I just well, I and, just think that Luke's out of the picture for him yeah. for now. And also you think about it if you know if we want like Sabine to come back like Din to take more part in like the Mandalore aspect he would see Sabine. He might, you know, meet Ezra through that. And I don't think Ezra gives a flying fuck about attachment whenever it comes to teaching, No, you know, Jedi. I don't think he cares at all, which would be the perfect opportunity for, you know, Ezra to be like, yeah, I had attachments. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll teach you. I don't, I don't care about your attachments. Mm. You know, I had attachments to all of my friends before I, you know, learned that I was going to be a Jedi. So, yeah, sure, 100%. No, yeah, it's really, it is, it, like, it. it's just, I think it makes a lot more sense with that side of the universe. Uh, yeah. to have to have Grogu involved just because we haven't seen it unfold uh the stuff that's established in the sequel trilogy I think it's just safer to steer fucking clear of it um just just in terms of continuity like a, a, do what you can to uh benefit it but don't uh don't no, make it ret- too closely tied to the the main characters of of no. the sequel trilogy ret- retcon confirmed Fuck off! Uh, it's all but confirmed that there will. Never I, I, I knew, I knew you would enjoy that, Colton, because I see yeah. all the stuff that you that you like about like people just being like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it's like they're, they're not retconning it. And um, even if they are, Gabe even if they are, could go Ahsoka like the him, through Ahsoka. He he could. I yeah. see Dave Filoni going through this alternate. Like no, but and and even if they do retcon it. I don't the know. fact that that I absolutely teaches, don't see Filoni doing that. Signing in John Favreau teaches like, no. It's I, like, it's not that I don't think they could. It's that I don't think they would. Yeah, mm. there's always a chance they could. But all the people that are like, 
uh, Grogu, Luke taught Grogu for a week. Retcon confirmed, baby. It's an alternate universe. And it's like, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. Like, come on now. I, I just, like, I, you know, I, you know, there are a if, lot of people that dislike that the sequel is... trilogy. I don't really like the sequel trilogy, but Grogu getting taught by Luke for, for like, two days is not enough to confirm a retcon. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't think, I think the conversation will come up, though. Like, I think it will be addressed. Um, if this like is, I... like, the Ahsoka, like, which, I don't know. I think, like, it will become part of, like, an important part of a Star Wars story eventually. Because, like, it's such a cool concept that Palpatine was super interested in, um, obviously. And, uh, like, we only just like got a little taste of it. Shit. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's necessarily the you know, if it is becoming part of, you know, canon Star Wars, that it automatically means that the sequels are not canon. That, like, I'm not, I, I'm, there's a world where the world between world worlds exists and the sequels are still canon. Like, uh, exactly. that's a possibility. So, like, I think, I just, I there, just there want is, that to come up. Like, I think that's There is a really multiverse cool. that exists where the sequel trilogy is canon. Just not this multiverse. <laughs> but, uh, uh no, nah, but... We'll we'll fucking see. We'll fucking see. Let's uh let's dive into a uh, scene by scene. Are we are we gonna start the scene by scene now? Yes, yes, we are. uh, (laughs) Chapter seven in the name of honor, written by John Favreau by Robert Rodriguez, uh, premiered on February 9th. Let's let's begin. We open on uh Mos Espa as Boba Fett and Fennec Shan stand with a, you know, within the absolutely wrecked sanctuary, and uh, the pair. Soon joined by our, our boy Din and the the mods Drash and Scad, and Din informs the group that he's a uh, he spoke to Cobb Banth, and uh, building a garrison to assist us. And you know, uh, Bubba's like, "Yes, with the citizens of most Pel- Freetown, they call it Freetown now." Absolutely love that. Just that Din's like, "This is what it is now." So I don't know. I don't make the rules. Uh, Bubba was just like, all right. Yeah, well, okay. He so immediately was like, all right, of Freetown. Well, the citizens of Freetown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, despite – he said he's he's been uh, holding off the spice trade single-handedly out in most Pelgo, which I think is cool. But uh, he says despite the protest of Fennec, uh, Boba agrees to the terms. You know, she's like, uh, there's a lot of value in that that orange powder. You know, we could get we could make a lot of money off that. And he's like, nah, fuck it. It's, it's killing people here, so it'll be cool. Uh, he's like, so we should head back to the palace and uh, regroup there. A lot, a lot more protection. The mod and Scad goes. That's a bad idea. And Bob was like, "Excuse me." And he, you know, they, him and uh, Drash make the make the case for most Pelgo. Like, "Yo, we got to stay here and protect the people." What does it say if you go running back to your palace? And you know, this immediately changes Boba's mind. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Uh, we'll we'll wait here." And uh, meanwhile, Cad Bane is arriving in Mos Eisley, and uh, he walks into the to meet the Pike in charge of the syndicate's operation uh, on Tatooine and they're staying in the uh, desert survey office as we, uh, as we learn later from the major domo. Uh, they're there with the, with the mayor of Mos Espa and Bane assures his client and the mayor that they did, they don't need to worry about free time getting involved, free town getting involved because uh, you know, he paid them a visit. Mok expresses his relief and uh, he asks if there is anyone else who may be able to come to Boba Fett's aid, mentioning that, you know, you know, the Tuscan tribe that Fett uh, used to be a part of. And, you know, the Pike reassures him that all the Tuscans are dead as the syndicate had them slaughtered 
and pinned it on the Kintan Strider gang, getting rid of both groups to whom they were paying protection. And this is interesting. You know, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd suspected the Pike's involvement somehow, but I didn't realize they'd uh, pinned it on the Kintans. I thought the Kintans were yeah. told by the Pikes to do it, and they went yeah. ahead and did it. I figured it was like a, I figured it was a, that like they, the Pikes paid them to do it, not the Pikes did it and then just you know put up like a fucking like bike graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> like what's funny to me is that like, like, I like it, it makes a lot of sense, you know. I just didn't realize they were going yeah. that far to not pay protection to one of them. They're like, you know, fuck both of them. We'll figure this out. Um, and all while I mean, Boba was pulling up to the main office to tell them, like, hey, don't worry about paying protection to them. We'll get it figured out. And they went ahead and just uh, wiped everybody out on their own. And uh, mock. Shai's requests that uh, damages to Mos Espa be uh, be kept to a minimum. You know the Pika, uh, he doesn't want to see his uh, he doesn't want to see his uh, town destroyed. And the Pike boss interjects, claiming that you know extreme force is needed to remove Boba and his people from the sanctuary. And Cad responds that uh, by saying that he has an idea of how to draw Fett out. And next up, we see a little X-wing. With some, de- with some red decals approaching uh, Moss Eisley, and uh, it, de- it descends upon Pelimoto's hangar, and she's like, oh shit, it's the New Republic. Son of a bitch. She she ex- she instructs her droids to, uh, you know, hide a bunch of shit around, the- around it, and uh, as she uh, moves to great, moves to greet whoever is inside of it, and uh, the hatch opens, she's like, well, you're being awful shy. Who the fuck's in there? And we see the little cutie. Our little guy. Our little green man. Our Grogu. As he uh, as he reveals himself, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, so we know what choice he made. Uh, we, here we are. Let's let's fucking go, baby. And like, as soon as you see the X wing, you knew what choice he made. Like, mm. like that's that's Luke's X wing. All right, so Grogu Grogu chose to go back with Daddy, and uh, so disappointed. Yeah. That, like whenever he, he got out and he had the little, you know little armor thing i was like oh fucking adorable so but i was cute. like come on just pull out the lightsaber <laughs> pull it out tell me that tell me tell me that luke was like you made the right choice here's here's the lightsaber right right what if r2 I won't just teach spit you. out the lightsaber like uh, oh like in return of the after Jedi, they landed and then like it was just like a like luke's way of being like good good shit kid you made the right choice here's your here's your prize but uh because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <sighs> r2d2 we can we can dream <laughs> r2d2 is like uh so Where's Din? And, uh, you know, Pelly, who can speak a variety of languages, including droid, responds that, you know, he's not here. He has a job in Mos Espa. And R2's like, man, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> don't, oh, no, 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 don't, don't grab him, don't grab him. And then, you know, she goes ahead and grabs Grogu out and, uh, to, to catch him, catch up and give him a snack. And, uh, she sees that he, he's wearing the little chain mail underneath, uh, which I was like, fuck, yeah, baby. Yeah, she comments on the fact that Grogu's an ugly ass name, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah. Everyone be making fun of Grogu, bro. Straight to yeah, his I face. I mean, in all fairness, it's not like he can like you know respond. But he understands. He understands. Well, one they she probably doesn't realize. Oh, yeah, that he I, I, I know that they don't she know. And that's that, what makes it hurt worse. Yeah. She she doesn't Damn. know that he's a fifty year old man. <laughs> Poor little dude. But uh, back at, back in the ruins of the sanctuary, Fennec is telling Boba and Din that they have people positioned all over 
uh, to keep an eye on the syndicate's movement so that they uh, they won't be surprised. You know, the two Gamorrean guards are at the starport, Chrysanthemum's in front of City Hall, and the mods are down in the workers' district. And uh, despite these measures, 8D8 uh, reports that someone has arrived to meet with Boba. And Boba's like, well, so much for that, Fennec. Jesus fucking Christ. I like that. I like that. Whole, like throughout this whole series, Fennec is kind of like a, she's always said one thing and then is immediately like immediately yeah. shot down, which is like, I don't know whether yeah. it's funny or if it's kind of like fucked up that they keep doing that. <laughs> I think it's just she's very brute force. Um, and Boba is trying to be like, we can't be like that anymore. Right. Um, because every time she's like, it, she just wants to either take over right away or like, you know, do the most aggressive play. And Boba's like, I don't like, I, I don't know. I think it's, it, it's kind of airing on the side of it kind of being a little like weird that she is just getting shut down every time. But, uh, I don't know. They, they do give her her badass moments. Oh, though, yeah. To, like, 100%. Out, you know, so. She is ultimately, there's nobody better to have at your, at your side than Fennec Shand, I'd say. But, uh, mm. You know, they they take up position as Boba exits to meet with Cad Bane, who claims that uh claims to be there to negotiate on behalf of the syndicate. And uh Boba's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and uh Cad Bane's like, Oh yeah? I went and saw Cobb Banth. They won't be coming to see you anytime soon. Uh and uh Boba's like, Fuck. Alright. Uh I'm only gonna talk to the head of the syndicate though. That's uh, that's that's it. That's all I've got. And Cad Bane, you know, he's like, oh, the syndicate, huh? The guy who had your Tuscan family murdered, not the Nick Two Speed Bikers. And Boba's like, all right. All right. <laughs> so you're trying to fucking fight then? Um, <laughs> you know, Those are fighting words. And, I, and this, yeah. is, this is one of those times where Fennec, Fennec has the cool head, which is interesting. You know, when one of them, one of them gets hot, mm. the other cools them down. You know, it's. She's like, hey, think it through. Not she doesn't go full cop banth with it, but she's like, uh, you know, this ain't this ain't the best time. Uh, we need to begin the battle on our own terms, not on theirs. Um, and you know, things calm. And but before he leaves, Cad Bane claims, you know, you've gone soft with your old age. And Bubba's like, we all do. We all do. Ah, <laughs> uh, what it like this. Their standoffs, man. Like, just their interaction, like, don't worry, I have back shooters too. Or, like, you yeah. know, like, it, like just the way he speaks and, like, how, isn't that like, one? how Western isn't this that was, the man. They like, call him the stiffling slimy, which we have heard <laughs> Boba say in The Mandalorian, which I just thought was funny. This is, this uh, is a saying. This isn't just mm. some fucking simile Boba threw out. Yeah, it's just calling him a hypocrite. Yeah, you know, like, uh, well, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Mm. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, they they've been killing it with the uh the metaphors and the and the similes. Just a bunch of legends out Late. here, bro. <laughs> but uh, once uh once he's gone, Drash calls in on the comms and reports that the locals have uh some something's going weird. You know, everything's everything's in a weird spot right now. I can't exactly explain it, and then shit starts popping off. Uh, the locals turn on them, uh, despite the treaty previously established, and Boba attempts to get in touch with Kersantan, who is fighting the Trandoshans in the center of the in the city center, and grows overwhelmed by their numbers. And the Gamorians try to contact Fett, but are ultimately pushed off a cliff by the members of the Clatoonian family. R.I.P. to yeah. our Gamorians, bro. 
Uh, super fucking sad to see him go. Um, and I thought we were about to lose Chris Santon too. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Uh, oh, this shit, this shit looked bad. This shit looked bad. And I was like, ah, we did all this speculating. They're like, oh, are the Trandoshans going to be a problem? Ooh, but the Clatoonians seem like they might be a problem. Uh, they're all going to be a problem. Mm. Um, and I like, it was the smart, it made me go, wait a second. What made Boba think he ever stood on good grounds like he said like i gave them a better offer than the syndicate would give them like and i guess he he thought like they would look out for themselves like once you help the pike syndicate they'll come for your territory i have no intention of doing that uh but if they're maybe there's some better like some good faith they're like boba's gonna lose the war anyway we might as well get on the pike side like i don't i don't know but hmm yeah, sad to see our Gamorians go. Uh, to be sure, uh, hate hate that, hate that for them. They, they survived. They survived that fall. <laughs> they survived that hundred foot fall. They'll be fine. Listen, listen. Uh, um, Maul survived his fall. I think a couple of Gamorians. Palpatine who, who have, survived. Well, Palpatine well, didn't really I survive. Guess he, transfer. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Yeah, yeah that's why I didn't say Gamorian. Maul survived consciousness though. Let's. Maul survived yeah. his fall. After getting cut in half, I think the Gamorreans can 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 survive their fall. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously because they were filming it, they had like a really big pillow down there. Ah, oh, right, the, right. The there was double ceiling on, so yeah, they're, there they're was fine. a giant trampoline. Like, uh, they actually bounced off of it straight back up to the top of the cliff, and then and then beat up the guys that they exactly. Were, they were then fighting. they threw yeah. the Clatoonians off the cliff, uh, far away from that trampoline. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with uh with with few options you know left boba confirms with uh the major domo the location of the syndicate's base in most Eisley. uh he's like actually i'm not real uh they always tried to keep that tell me in the oh the desert survey office if i remember correctly uh and uh you know he sends fennec to confront the pike syndicate's enforcer and uh on the way she manages to assist the mods by sniping down the Aqualish family, family who had them pinned. And, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, thank God, at least someone's fucking okay. Jesus, I know, I, we lost a couple of mods here, but at least we didn't lose Drash and Scad. Uh, but, you know, the syndicate yeah. begins to move into position around the sanctuary, and Den's like, uh, Boba's like, you know, maybe it's time for you to get out of here, man. Uh, uh, this, this shit don't really matter to you, and and it's like, you know, uh, this would go against the creed for me to leave. Uh, Boba's like, all right, all right, cool. On the basis, of, we'll, we'll die. We'll die together. For honor. Damn. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, I think this is a relationship that they're really going to, they're really going to run with. Um, a couple of, oh, yeah. couple of dudes who haven't had the homie, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh. The ride or die, like this, like I can't imagine how it felt for Boba to look to look at Din and him go, "I will die for you here." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's different than like just saying it to someone like in a room where you're not about to go die, but when you're literally like we're about to about go, to go die, we and then you say that, that's like two. yeah, like <laughs> like I will so, go fight with like, you, and I'll do my best. Yeah. We will die. And we'll die with honor, you know. Like uh, I think, I think I just fuck with them being like just homies from here on out. Like just 
willing to do anything for each other. I think that's really fucking cool. Um, mm. Just because a couple of lo- lone wolves coming together, I think it's pretty fucking dope. But And uh, the sad part is I think Din was willing to die because he was like, I have to let Grogu be, you know? Yeah, like, like, like if I don't if I don't die, I'm going to see Grogu again. Like, oh, oh my God. Like, damn. Yeah, like he's like, a, this is well, the way. you know, he uh, he's going to stay with his Jedi master, so I don't have a son to live for. I'm going to go ahead and die. Let's go, Boba. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that whole like, you're sure. Draws the pistol. This is the way. I was like, fuck. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, you know, the Twi'lek Major Domo, after this whole badass moment, it's like, may I interject? Um, I could go speak to them and negotiate for our freedom and surrender on Boba's behalf. I did study on Coruscant, uh, where I attended and finished academy and specialized in civic council negotiations. Uh, <laughs> not, not that I'm any better than yeah, that, but, <laughs> uh, but Boba, Boba's like, all right, yeah. he starts riding on the Major Domo's uh, pad and... So we all knew that this was going to be some. Yeah, bullshit, yeah. Right? I mean, he wasn't going to surrender. Yeah. I knew that much. And, uh, yeah, I knew he wasn't going to surrender. But at, like at first, I thought I was like, I wonder what message he's. And I love that he was like. And then, and I then love like, that he immediately sees the opportunity to be like, "Let's fuck with this guy." Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be like, it's going to be going one way the whole time. Like when, as soon as the major domo walks out that door, didn't. Uh, Boba turns to Din and is like, okay, so listen to this. This is what I did. Yeah, well, no, I, I feel like he, he probably was like, all right, Din, listen, this is going to be super fucking funny. Let's go out and watch this asshole make a himself. <laughs> Maybe we should hear gonna... your, uh, no, but uh, the Major Domo emerges before the, uh, before the Pike soldiers <laughs> gathered in front of the sanctuary and reads out the terms Boba Fett has written. He's like, uh, all right, so I, Boba Fett. He like points back to the sanctuary and is like, ah, da, 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 da. and I uh, these are these are the terms of surrender. Mm. Maybe we should hear what your guys's terms are, huh? <laughs> uh, and they're like, no, finish. And he's like, uh, uh nothing. Uh, <laughs> before they're like, all right, well, we're gonna kill your ass, Mister Major Domo. I was like, man, did Boba really just send this dude to his death? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh. You know, Boba and Dan soar out, soar into the picture with their jetpacks and begin to gun down the syndicate. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, baby. And uh, I didn't know I wanted that until uh, until it showed up, you know, just both of them up there and their jetpacks. And we got like, we really got them working side by side. We thought like, you know, we yeah. saw it in episode uh, six of season of season two, the tragedy or whatever. You see them both in the same place. Both doing badass stuff, but we don't see them side by side doing this mm. sort of shit. And I mean, I got to tell everyone who ran with that spin by by SCAD and said that Robert Rodriguez can't direct action and tell them to fuck the fuck off. This is some of the best action we've seen across all of Star Wars, these two. It's fucking oh brilliant. Like, just the jetpack scene was awesome alone, but then we have so much more oh, left in this episode. It's like, so brilliant, you know, with with them now having, a, you know, sort of something of an advantage afforded by their uh, by their armor and surprise strike. Uh, Boba and Din take down many 
of the syndicate by themselves. Uh, however, the numbers prove to be too much as they just keep on coming. And uh, the bl- the blaster shots just slowly take them down. And I love that, like, the thing that made them vulnerable to going down was that someone shot them from up on top of a roof, and they both shot them, and then gave him a shot at all the way down to the ground. Both of them just kept <laughs> shooting him. Like, fuck this guy. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm. I just absolutely loved that. And, uh, you know, this ultimately kind of, like, mm makes them vulnerable has them fall to the ground you know Dan arms is whistling birds and you see boba at his back protecting him as he launches them and then as they're going down side by side unexpected reinforcements arrive it's the people of freetown and a uh, large armored speeder and Dan apologizes for what happened to you know good old good old cob i really want to know um why um cad bane thought like oh yeah no they're they're not gonna be a problem they're like oh like you get it worked out with them oh yeah no i i killed their leader yeah i only did something that would motivate them uh so like so like you killed like so why you killed their leader and like a new guy like your buddy with his empower of cob every town that every town that cad bane visits they his plan works because they are scared enough not to fuck with them. Right. But Freetown's Freetown. Freetown's so like, Freetown. Yeah, we like don't fuck, fuck yeah. with Freetown, baby. Yeah. Well, no, like, like if, like if a town is like, it's just like a normal town, and then you go in, kill their leader, move on. Cool. Like, yeah, that would scare them. All. But if a town is already like one known for like being a pain in the ass, and two like already on the edge of joining, it'd be like, you know, it, 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 it would, you know, it, it's just like. Yeah, we're already thinking about joining. Seems like a and little you bit of a provocation. It's like I don't know. It seems kind of seems like the thing that you wouldn't want to do to a to a town that's already on the edge of war. Right, right. It, it'd be like it would literally be the equivalent of if like you know the CIA was right right now. It's just like you know what I know how to stop war with Russia. Let's kill Putin. <laughs> it's like I don't know. It kind of seems like that might not be the best way to prevent war. <laughs> To start a war. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> when Din's apologizing for what happened to, you know, Cobb Vanth, uh, he tells he tells uh, tells him that they didn't need to come. And, uh, you know, the the weak way who we later learned is named Tanti finally, finally gets a name after a few appearances, uh, explains, you know, actually, that's why we did need to need to come. And uh the surviving members of the mods arrive, as well as a uh, an injured black chrysanthemum who comes barreling around a corner, absolutely tossing Trandoshans everywhere. It's fantastic, and some pikes too. And or no, it is Why just pikes because show... the implication is that he's yeah. murdered all the other Trandoshans who fucked with him. Why did they not show that? Ah, because like, why? I think I think it's just like they gave it was us such the... insurmountable odds that it's like. There's no way that he actually got out of that on yeah. screen. There, there's there's no way that we can show him getting out of it, and it doesn't look stupid. Mm. So we're it's just gonna, gonna we're so just gonna show him bad. walking they up. Gave us, like, they gave us the scene. Death. Yeah, they we're, gave we're us gonna... the scene where he's looking at him in the cantina, like staring him down, like hating him, and like wanting to well, like to show, kill I think, him. To you know? show and then, like, that they don't... he hates them. I know, but like, but this could have been the moment and... where it's like, pay, like he gets to just get back at him and like they could have just well, shown and, him going off yeah like i think also know. to show like that he has that extra motivation to where like if he had like eight or nine pikes on top of him he'd probably be like all right you know what i surrender not worth the effort he has eight or nine what trandoshans yeah. right 
Yeah, he has eight or nine Trandoshans like piling oh, on no, top. Baby. He's gonna rip every single one of them to shreds. Even if he like comes out of the battle limping, barely alive, he's going to kill. I will say the mods, the mods arriving too it. was badass as fuck. Them riding up on their speeders and like gunning them down from like, and then you know one of the speeders mm-hmm. ultimately seeing their demise, uh, <laughs> getting destroyed. Rip. Um, but nevertheless, you know everyone's regrouped here back back at the heart of Mos Espa, uh, and before celebrations can start up though, and in, in too much earnest as they've driven the. They've driven the pikes back. Uh, Den uses his, you know, thermal scope to uh, recognize that there's some trouble coming. Uh, two Scorpnik droids are approaching, uh, unable to be stopped even by Fett's missile uh, due to some powerful deflector shields. And, like, it was immediately when I saw this that I was like, they're really, really, really doing the prequel trilogy element thing hard, and I love it. Like, uh, this is, like, the perfect melding of eras in Star Wars for me. Like, and I think people are quick to dismiss, like, big droids as a problem. Like, I think, like, uh, at least, like, my even my instinct is to kind of go, like, no, these are two big fucking droids. Deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it, there was a whole droid army that was, that was difficult to defeat. And uh, the fucking droids that couldn't be destroyed by anyone but uh but luke skywalker with his lightsaber and then <sighs> like these things are OP. Yeah, these things are OP. like yeah. well also like they don't even have like the other like the clone wars like the little versions no. of these things like they had the thing where you could just like roll a grenade into their yeah. shield and it would just it would go through the shield and they were just yeah dead these, it's like, you know, the shields are actually, not only are they like, do they stop like energy, they also stop like physical yeah, stuff. which is a problem. Uh, but, uh, you know, the the armored vehicle they'd been using for cover in this moment is destroyed as they tell them, they tell the mods and everyone else to, to flee one way and Boba and Din go ahead and run the other. Which I was like, dude, they're just going to do this all on their fucking own. They're legends. They're just like, everyone else... Mm. All fucking 30 of you run the other way. We've got this. Um, they attempt to take the uh, Scorpix mm. on to uh, l- like little, little success. And uh, with instructions for Din to protect the others, Boba goes ahead and is like, I'm going to dip. And he goes ahead and flies away. And if I'm Din, I'm going, wait, what the fuck? Because uh, <laughs> it's like no explanation there. Uh, protect the others. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, and uh, you know, Din is able to gain the attention of one droid, and the other continues to pursue the uh, the others. And ultimately, you know, right at the right time, Pelimoto arrives in a droid-driven cart, one that we saw earlier in the series <laughs> that was nearly destroyed uh, whenever they were making a speeder chase through the through the town for the mayor's major domo. And uh, I... turn around. Yep, but... Turn it He's like, turn it around, turn it around, and he, she's like, why? What the? Oh shit! Turn it around, and uh, he goes ahead and chases it and hops on for the ride. And the mods and uh, while the mods in the Freetown garrison are forced to hole up in the ruins of a house, and uh, Drash and uh, new a new companion who it seems like uh, there might be a little bit of a something there for Drash and a uh, character named Joe make their way to a nearby rooftop in order to snipe some some of the Pike Syndicate members and uh, distract the Scorpnik. And uh, 
back with uh, Pelly and uh, Din. She's like, hey, look who I've got here. And uh, she unveils Grogu. And, uh, you know, he, he looks down and he's like, oh, what? And he's like, whoa, what are you doing here, buddy? What? And uh, you got the shirt. I love that. I love that Din gifted Grogu chainmail Mandalorian Beskar armor. And like the most himbo thing of him was to go, you got the shirt. <laughs> shirt. He was flustered. I man. love it. And like the one, I mean, not the one thing that Grogu learned from Luke, but like the main skill that he learned jumping, like he used it immediately, immediately to jump into Dan's oh, arms. Like oh, I was like, okay. oh my okay. God. It's okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're a little busy right okay, now. I just, I just loved all of that. And, uh, one of my favorite scenes in any Star Wars ever now, just because I've I've wanted that so badly for almost for for almost a whole year or a little bit over a year. Uh, his smile, like Grogu's smile, too. He's so happy. So happy like, to see his dad. He's so happy. Makes me so oh happy. I was so, like, and it officially made it so that this was a three episode arc to reunite Din and Grogu, and we're off in the Mandalorian season three. We're gonna be chilling, but uh. Very quickly after they reunite, the droid manages to shoot the cart down and forcing them to all fly through the air. And I don't know if you saw, but if you uh, take a still frame of this, Grogu has the biggest fucking smile on his face uh, as they're flying He's through the air. He's having a blast. Air, which is just funny. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it forces the three <laughs> to take a stand. But uh, a distant roar distracts the Scorpnik. And it is revealed to be mm. the Rancor, ridden by Fett from the palace and... The Rancor faces off against the Scorpnik droid and manages to severely damage its shielding, allowing Din to approach from behind and break break inside with his dark saber. And he makes it to the top of the droid, slicing like. And I was like, Din, do it for the love of God! Do what you're going to do because I'm afraid this Rancor is about to go down. And uh, mm. he slices off one gun turret and then is knocked off. And I'm like, fucking a. And you know, this gives us a scene. Where, you know, the droid is looking down at Din. Din's looking up at the droid, facing certain death at the hands of a droid, and is saved for the second time in this very situation. Uh, but this time by Grogu, instead of the Mandalorian who found him. Uh, so, question. First stomp that the droid did hit Beskar and, like, bounced off, right? right? Um, did Grogu, like, kind of make that happen? Or do you think, like, Beskar can truly just stop? Like, I think Beskar can truly stop that. Like, I think it, like... Because that's incredible. Like, that's... I mean, like, the Rancor, like, whenever it... Bite, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Like, bites down on the helmet. Like, yeah, it's not going anywhere. You know, like, it's basically the vibranium yeah, of Star yeah. Wars. Like, nothing can can do anything Unless to it, which I thought was just, oh, like, not super even a lightsaber. cool. Like, like nothing can do it. If lightsaber eventually can't do it, nothing a lightsaber. Can. Eventually, right? Is that the idea that eventually like it'll melt? Or no? Because like the spear was kind of heating up. And I don't know if it like would eventually melt or if it just Oh, gets, I guess like, if you like uh, held a best I, I guess if you held yeah. a lightsaber say, to like, Beskar the... for long enough, maybe then it melts. But I think it would take some time. I'd say time. that's the only thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. But nevertheless. 
uh, Grogu uses the force to pull a bolt out from the droid's leg, and it causes it to collapse and gives Boba's Rancor time to finish the ter- finish tearing it apart, in which Boba gives the Rancor permission. Do it. Mm. <laughs> nice mm. little nice nice little parallel there. I just love the just pulling from everywhere, man. Do it. Mm. Absolutely love mm. it. But uh with one Scorpnik down now, Boba and the Rancor arrive to rescue the others, and uh the remaining pikes are sent into retreat under fire from uh Pelimoto, the Freetown Garrison, and the mods. And uh Boba and the Rancor fight off the other pikes. But uh, Cad Bane arrives, and Cad Bane's like, this Rancor ain't shit, bro. These things are scared of fire. <sighs> and, uh, you know, that <laughs> it immediately was like, fuck that, fuck that, I'm out, no! Uh, it throws Boba off and flees, and the two square off. Cad Bane admits he doesn't, uh, he doesn't understand Boba's motivations. He's like, I don't really get what you're trying to do here. Uh, Boba states, you know. I won't abandon the city and its people. As they are my city and my people. And like this is mm. it's like this part is what confuses me about the end and the conclusion they come to. That he seems like Tatooine. These are these are my people. Which is really interesting to me. Why? I my thing is that he was rebirthed. Like if there. it's not the sand people. Right. I, I it, it, like as of right now, the sand people are the only people that I see him like having a true attachment, like a like a love for. Mm. I, what I think he's connected to Tatooine right now for is he just sees all the corruption and like how bad it is for just the general population. So he's like I'm a protector. And like and he's yeah, the corruptness and he doesn't he just he's such a man of like his principle and like his morals that it's like that's enough to have him be connected and, and c- to call tattooing like his. Yeah. People. Like I'm a prote- like, uh, because they are mine as I am protecting them. You know, like that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's all there needs to be to it. And, uh, Cad Bane goes ahead and tries to bo- goad Boba Fett by mentioning the Tuscans again, you know, thought the Tuscans were your people or something like that. And, uh, to no avail, but, uh, he points out that despite his age, he's still faster armor or not. Mm hmm. And, mm. um, yeah, Bo was like, I have armor. What are you going to yeah. do? And then Cad was like, let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> he was Fuck like, around and find out, bro. I don't like I'm going to get your ass. Let's go. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then with some swift shots, Cad Bane takes Boba down and, uh, pins him to the ground, calling him a killer, just like his father was. I hate that the quack to mm. call him the stiffling slimy. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> he rips Boba's helmet off, which, you know, learn your lesson, I guess. Uh, as he put the, put the dent in there priorly. Um, but before he can shoot, Boba knocks him away with his goffy stick, the same the same maneuver that has been used against him in his training and stuff. Uh, and the tides have now turned, and Boba stands, stands above Cad Bane and kills him, leaving our guy dead in the street. R.I.P. Cad Bane. Damn. I think it's a fitting send-off, Damn, though. Man. I think it kind of represents, you know, Boba putting an end to his past and sort of being able to move forward. Uh, and I think I think it's just a really... I think it's a perfect place to leave with him. I really do. 
I uh, I mean, we have to mention it. You know, I I like for I'm right there with you, fully comfortable. If this is a send off, if he's dead, I thought they wrapped it up beautifully. Game live action, what we wanted, just to see him, what he looked like, and the, you know, game of fitting end. Uh, the duel was beautiful. Western as hell, amazing. But the blinking light, you know, all of these fail safes that Cad Bane has in place. Um, there is a chance that he is not dead. Um, and if it goddamn happens, if Toto comes back to rescue this man and put him in a back to tanker, restore him up. I can't wait to fucking, oh my God. If Toto comes on screen and I hear that voice, like, oh, master, are you If hurt? Toto comes back Step in live action. Heart, what do you think? If Toto like, comes oh. back in live action, I'm going to need him to be like immediately punted. Uh, someone just needs to block no, his ass. Oh, you know what? I'm His okay second, with I'm yeah. I'm okay with uh with Cad Bane being dead. Oh my god, I need Toto to come back and save him. Oh, mm. uh, just for the just for the You know what I want? You know what I want? And the anger of Colton and and Kyler at at, at Toto getting a live action appearance would just it would it would it would last me a here, lifetime. Here. That you would fuel me Give forever. Me. Give me Toto in live action. Do it. Mm. Guess what? He's gonna find the man he's followed for fifty years dead. And he's gonna feel terrible. And you know what? Good. Uh, you, know, you know what? I'm okay with that too. Because you know what? You still have to sit there and suffer as Toto as you hear Toto's voice on screen. And you and Kyler can sit there and suffer and it will if that it will happens, fool. you guys might never hear okay. from me again. Okay, the <laughs> The blinking light, though. The uh, the the, like, the, uh, the Penny Bloom podcast will, will never end. cover Star Wars ever again. Well, no, the the podcast will continue. Just ne- Star Wars will be dead in Colton's eyes if Toto gets live action. It's the it's, it's the, it's last the straw. Show, it's, Toto. it's the it's the line is, I won't that, cross. That is the you know, yeah. But why do they you know show? all those all those people who say like who say Star Wars? Sorry, uh, no, but all, all those people who say Star Wars was ruined by the sequel trilogy or by this or by that. Toto is that is that is Colt that is Colton's equivalent to the sequel trilogy. Toto, one hundred percent. I will be the. I'll be so happy. Um, <laughs> but like they don't they don't show that red light blinking on his chest. Like, uh, there's a maybe reason that's his, they show that. Maybe that's his deadline. It's at least transmitting something. You know, no, maybe, if he is dead, maybe he has things that take place after he dies. You know. Like, maybe uh, it's like a uh, it, he he has a light in his chest specifically that all it does doesn't do anything, but it just you know once he dies it just starts blinking red. That's all it does. It started blinking whenever he was like let's see, the second he was stabbed, it starts blinking. So he's still taking a breath and it's already blinking. Um, already. If I had long. to guess, it would be like a he's like transmitting something, and so that was like his last action was to like. You know, no, it's automatic. Like, that was automatic. It, he, no, no, I'm thinking it's like, like a like he has like he pressed a button or something that he or like he knows like I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. Uh, yeah, I did. So either. when Joe brought this up to me off off mic a little bit ago, I was I just went with him for a little bit, but I was like I have no idea what you're talking about. I definitely did not oh, see the lights blinking. Oh, no, okay. yeah, neither did I, I. I wish I could share my screen, but Disney Plus doesn't allow that. But uh. That's like really not. whenever he gets kind of fake. whenever he gets stabbed, there's a thing right on his chest, um, and it's like a little panel, and it has this little red light that's not on at all. It's never been on in live action at all, like a, as we see him. He gets stabbed, and it immediately turns on and starts blinking, 
And then they show him again. They show like his dead body. And then as like it's, you know, as it's just showing him, the light just continues to blink. Like, and it's just, it's like, you get the vibe. It's oh, it's at yeah. least transmitting something. Like it is. Yeah, I see. I see what you're talking about. That does kind of look like a, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your heart stopped. I'm going to start transmitting something. Like he didn't do anything to start that. Like he didn't press a button. It just happened. Yeah, and see, like and, I, uh, I believe that he's he's maybe he's transmitting something uh, of some of some significance. My thing is that, like, I just like if if. They even added a noise, a ticking noise to it. Like, I, whenever they just go over his body, there's a, they even like, they emphasize it. Huh. Like, uh. All right. No, yeah. And I mean, like, it's, I'm sure it's mm. something. I'm, I'm sure it's something. Mm. Uh, I, I frankly don't want him to be alive. Mm. I think you get one of those per series or per movie. And if Cobb Banth is what is going to be ours in this, in this series, Cad Bane's got to be dead. Um, Mm. however you know if they bring him back i'll invite it i'll be i'll be open to whatever the fuck they're doing uh but i I think this is a good ending for his story and i think uh you know boba being the one who does him in makes sense Mm. Mm -hmm. but uh oh yeah uh, yeah i'd be interested though i i'd be interested for sure but uh in the rest of the city the rancor continues his rampage uh, as you know, earlier in the season, we get explained to that uh, the only time it's violent is when it feels threatened or if someone is being violent against it uh, and the people begin shooting at the Rancor. Naturally, it seems like an automatic response, which is perfectly sensible. But, you know, Din's like, yo, stop it. You're only making it more angry. Uh, mm. And he hands Grogu to Peli for safety and Din tries to take control of the Rancor by landing on its back taking hold of the chains uh but it instead immediately throws him off and uh and tries to eat him but it, it is uh it is mm. unable because of the beskar armor and it uh it just throws him to the ground and uh i think the uh din getting on the rancor and trying to ride it was like a important thing that they showed like to to be like it is imprinted on boba and no one else can ride it like even a friend of boba like the closest one of the closest friends to boba like not nah, right like that is boba's rancor um which i thought was like well and i think it cool also goes they, to show like, that he is trained boba's trained mm, in riding it oh yeah and like because i because during the scene i'm like oh my god we're gonna get din riding the rancor like oh my god we're getting both of them riding the rancor let's let's go but then like when he threw him off i'm like you know what that makes, that makes I more like sense that more. and i like, like that more yeah uh but you know grogu uh escapes from peli's grasp to stand before the rancor Placing himself between uh, between it and the fallen oh. Din. There was a cute moment before this that happened. Um, before Din flew up to the Rancor, he handed him the little ball oh, right. that Grogu liked on the ship. So he kept like um, he just keeps it on. Well, him, you know, like I guess his ship's gone and like he doesn't have like a place to screw it anymore. But it's just so cute that he like just always keeps it on him and was like, "Here you go, buddy. Hold important, on." To this. Like, I'll important important right note too. The only two things that survived the death of the Razor Crest are now with Grogu. The little ball and the Beskar spear in the form of his armor. Uh, Wow. So he's always got a little place of his first home with Din, uh, Mm. which I think is cute. But, uh, you know, using the force, he calms calms down the Rancor and ultimately puts it to sleep. 
before uh, curling up beside it and doing the same, going ahead and hitting the hay. And the major domo helps Din to his feet as uh, as people cheer. And I was like, "Fuck yes, baby!" And this is what makes me think that you know, Ezra also had this uh, this affinity and connection to animals, uh, as as a lot of Jedi do. You know, like the living the living force and stuff. It's there's a lot there's a lot of that. But uh, I think it would just make sense for them to you know, given the way they've connected Grogu to like the. Uh, the the mudhorn and shit like that and all this all these other these other creatures that we've seen over the course of this time maybe it'll tie into when Din maybe finds him at the sore I don't know but uh like I think it makes sense for Ezra to be the one who helms uh Grogu's training maybe with the help of Ahsoka or something hmm. like that with with you know with Din being connected to Sabine through the Mandalorian stuff I think it makes sense for them to all come together and it make a lot of sense. Yeah, like uh, Sabine could even train Din, like with the Darksaber, what he learned from uh, Kanan. Yep. And then, like, at the same time, Grogu could, like, wield the Darksaber, too, and, like, just, oh. Like, uh, it's, I think, oh, I think it's on, it's more oh, perfect. It's... Like, I think it's more perfect for Sabine and Ezra to work with Din and Grogu than it is for anyone else. I think it just makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian and the Jedi combination, man. They'll never see it coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the first Jedi to wield the dark saber, you know, but now maybe the Din and Grogu will be the first pair to wield the dark. Perhaps. Saber. I think, uh, um, I think this is ultimately headed in a direction where Grogu, I think Grogu is eventually that, that dark, the dark sabers. Holder, yeah. Mm. No one's gonna. He's gonna be the Mandalorian, and he's gonna be the Jedi first since Tar Vizsla. Um, clearly, uh, Din kind of blows ass at using it. So yeah, but I think everyone else wants Grogu. I think he'll he'll learn how to use it. Use it until Grogu's of age, and then give it to Grogu. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Though it's like, like I feel like you know he's clearly dog shit. He'll get better, but I don't think he'll get that much better. I see. But uh, um, next up. I, oh wait, go ahead. If Grogu gets the dark saber, everyone else in the universe that would want it has to just be like, "Damn, well, not in my lifetime." Right. <laughs> like, I gotta wait a long ass time now unless he voluntarily gives it up. So, like, or or I can beat him in a fight. It's a long reign of the dark saber if Grogu like officially becomes. Oh, and it'd the, be perfect. The There's no of it. like. Imagine someone who lives for a thousand years being the leader. Of a society. If he, if talk he about, trains like, with Ahsoka, the, talk about has the long-term the connections plans, to the Mandalorian. Two lightsabers. Ahsoka has two lightsabers, you know. And uh, how cool would it be if, if Grogu wields the Darksaber and Yoda's lightsaber, oh actually? Like, those are, though, though he has both. Well, and, of them, hey, he one has, of them, you know, Ahsoka does have, like, the, if she has the big one and the small one. So it'd be perfect. He has the dark saber and then the small Yoda lightsaber. Perfect. Even though you can, you know, control the lengths, but you know, we, we don't, don't need to talk about that. that. We don't need to talk about that. But uh, in uh, back in Mos Eisley's desert survey Ooh. office, I like that. Uh, Fennec dipped at the beginning of the episode, saved the mods, and then didn't show up again. Uh, and it's because she was on yeah, her because she was traveling. She's yeah. on her way to Mos. Like, yeah, she, she was traveling, <laughs> and yeah. everyone just kind of forgot. Yeah, right. Like, like I was like, like whenever I, I was whenever like, it oh, cut shit, to this, I was she like, hasn't been in it the whole time. Yeah, 
Yeah, it cut to this, and I was like, "Shit, that's right. That's yeah, where she went." Yeah, the syndicate enforcer announces that their uh, their retreating forces will arrive from Mos Espa shortly, so they can they can dip. And uh, the various faction leaders are like, "Yo, what the fuck? We had a deal." And the the Pike leader points out that you know half his people have been gunned down or eaten by the Rancor, and he breaks the terms as he'd uh, as he'd been promised conditions on Tatooine to be hospitable. And uh, blaster fire interrupts before they can argue further. Sending the group on high alert. And before anything can be done, the guards and faction leaders are all shot down from above. And then Mok Shaiz attempts to flee, uh, but is ultimately caught by a noose and hanged. Um, mm. Holy yeah, shit. That shit was funny. <laughs> L- L- a little dark. dark. Funny. Uh, this was the darkest. <laughs> that was the darkest killing since Din snapped the dude's neck in pursuit of Grogu. When he like, Held the Beskar spear to the dude's neck. <laughs> I mean, that was okay, listen, on her own. She could do what she wanted. Right, you know, yeah, she like, knows what uh, she can do. Like, She's like, fuck it. Those people are going to die anyways, you know. So yeah, like, Also, like, he kind of deserved it. So, you know, who cares? It Like, here's my thing is that, like, I need them to present, like, the Athorians like are, show, like, though. the Athorians, the, the species that Makshaiz is, are, like, notoriously, like, peace loving and very connected to nature and like it's just really weird that they presented an authorian before us who was very not seemingly peace loving or maybe forced to not be peace loving by the pike syndicates i don't know but you know he did he did ask for the town to be spared uh so you know maybe he was just in a bad situation but it sucks that he had to die along with them uh if the, if he was being held against his will but it didn't seem like it. it seemed like he had plenty to do with everything going on um, and, uh, but after Mok Shais is hanged, the leader of the syndicate fires blindly just all over the fucking place, uh, and tries to approach a window before Fennec appears and stabs him. And, uh, with the opposition's leaders dead, she exits through the front door. Uh, fitting. They stab him in the back, you know, and he gets, gets it right, right back, back, you know, like, Stab us in the back, you'll literally get stabbed in the back by Finnick Shan. That's right. Master Assassin will not fail. Never. But, uh, um, mm. dude, what a badass scene. Just her wiping that, wiping that shit out. Just amazing. Yeah. And just walking out, like walking out like it was nothing. Amazing. Too. She was like, all right, but, uh, job finished. The scene returns to Mos Espa, where Boba and Fennec are walking through the streets, and uh, the townsfolk are working together to fix and clear the streets. And many stop and bow to greet him, all of which he returns. And, Boba Layman's having Boba. to move his right arm, you know, but states his back to tank is in use. And when Fennec tells him to take a soak, you know, oh, well, Fennec told him to take a soak, and he's like, uh, I can't. Uh, it's being it's being used right now. And uh, Fennec points out that uh, he should be glad that they bow to him rather than shooting at him. And uh, a group hmm. of children run up and offer him some Melu runs, one of which he ac- he accepts. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as they approach, you know, he uh. They're, they're discussing, you it's know, the fruit what, across the galaxy, you know, the most important fruit in all of Star it's Wars. It's the best fruit. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're discussing whether or not this is the future for them, you know, uh, or what, what what's going to happen. And the way they leave that, it, you know, they, they, they pan to Black Chrysanthemum, the mods. Mm. And uh, and I don't know if you guys noticed, if but the little lep, the little lep droid rat catcher was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they meet up. The one that he uh, like trapped in the box. Yeah, or yeah. They meet up in the street, and uh, it, it leaves it like he's kind of going to leave Mos Espa to be ran by its people. 
by by the mods. Well, the fact that yeah, the fact that we did that we got that like them talking about that and then it immediately cut to, like after that the 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 cut to uh um Cobb Banth. Cobb Banth, Cobb Banth, I can remember his name. Cobb Banth in the back to tank kind of makes me think that they're just going to do kind of like Cobb Banth do what he did in Freetown. But for muscle and but for but well but for Tatooine and let you know let you know let Tatooine run itself. There was a line in here that kind of got like me kind of serious about maybe that Boba is wanting to terraform the planet because he said like your bodies will go in the soil and allow the planet to flourish again. Like uh like I, I think it's it's like part of his goal. I don't know if it was just flourishing like in a manner of speaking. Yeah, the you know, yeah, like, the, well it's like they, the sort of their thing, their but, blood like, their blood will so will slowly make its way down to the uh black melon at the center of the planet. I think like and, water and once will be the once they kill mm. once they kill enough uh enough of enough pikes, ah. their blood will crack the big the great black melon at the center of the planet and water will return to tap. We will nurse on its milk. Uh <laughs> But, uh, oceans of milk instead of water. Yeah, oceans of milk. But, uh, <laughs> that's a lot, man. That's a lot of work for you know for for Boba Fett. After that, you know, we cut <laughs> back up to uh, Din's Din's starfighter departing from a planet, and uh, Grogu's in the small pod seat where we where we were pretty sure that's where he'd go. Uh, and he he taps the dome. <laughs> Din's like, no. Grogu's like. Just beats the shit out of that glass, and Din's like, fine. He flicks up the switch and clicks that shit, and they go f- screaming forward, and Grogu's like, ah! <laughs> and we cut to black. I've, I've seen so many goddamn TikToks making fun of that scene. See the one where he actually breaks the glass, yeah. and then he gets sucked into vacuum oh, and no, explodes. Oh, no, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I, I've seen a couple of those, but things like, like, talking about just how fucking adorable it was, mm. it's so it's funny. so fucking cute, dude. It is. Uh, better not break that glass, you better be careful, because now, now I'm eternally scared that he's gonna break the glass and get sucked into vacuum, but he's a force user, Leia survived, like, he's- Oh, yeah, he'll be so. cool, he'll be cool. Uh. I don't think I don't think that ball's quite strong enough. To, I mean, it, it might, is, is is it Baskar? I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, they, after the credits roll, we uh, we we're inside uh, Boba's palace at his uh, at his back to tank where we see Cobb Vanth inside, and a figure turns to reveal himself to be Thundercat, the mod artist who saved Fennec Shan's Let's life previously. Tools in hand. What is he getting, man? What's he getting? That's gonna be like a an arm, an arm, maybe a shoulder, or a shoulder, like a a uh, maybe a like uh, Mayfeld style cannon, Mayfeld gun, yeah, like Mayfeld gun or something, like never lose it's another duel. Like, it's it's gonna be Western as fuck, whatever it is, like Western Star Wars, like it's gonna help him in standoffs or like just with gunfight, like uh, I don't know, I I I, I it's gonna be sick. I I can't wait to see what what he's gonna turn into. But, no, uh, I'm very excited for the future of Cobb Banth. Uh, it, it, he lost his armor, but what better armor set to take over for Cobb Banth than Cad Bane's armor? He takes Cad Bane's stuff and Cobb Banth, like... Dude, I, I was saying, I was thinking, Cad Bane's hat needs a head. And who would look better in that fucking cowboy hat 
than Cobb fucking Vant. It just makes sense. Damn, it has to happen. And th- those two, I don't know, the, his Cad Bane's blasters, his holsters, his, like, it's Western as fuck. Like, Cobb needs to go over there and just... Go ahead. And, I take... <laughs> this is mine. Mine! do what the Jawas do. I'm gonna take mm. your shit, bro. R.I.P. though. Um, but yeah, that concludes the season of the Book of Boba Fett. And all in all, it was a damn good one. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed this season of television. Uh, had a lot of fun week to week. It's gonna be, it's gonna suck that we, we, we have to say goodbye. But hey, now we're three months out from Kenobi. May 25th, baby. Mm-hmm. It just What's needs coming to get, May 4th? I, need, I need the fucking, uh, uh, preview for it, dude. I need that trailer. Mm. I need a. I need. Thought it was coming in the Super Bowl. Yeah, thought it was coming in the Super Bowl. That's all right. Though. Ah, you know, it's all right. They gave us no indication fucking... that it'd be coming during the Super Bowl. So maybe Cole, May the see... fourth is the trailer. Maybe they wait that long. I don't know. That, I, I, I don't that. think they'll wait that long. It's too late at that point. Maybe um, another trailer, like a Cole, second. You know trailer. the. Uh, you know the simple you know fact. The, uh... I don't know, cause that trailer, like, if Hayden Christensen, if Hayden Christensen is in it, which I would assume he would be, like, that moment where he's on screen is enough to be like, just holy shit. Right. Like, I don't like that trailer is enough to make everyone freak out and like, oh my um, god, Colton, you know the uh, the is the is the Kenobi trailer out yet? Yeah, like yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that the, the he was having a fucking meltdown during the during the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> it was a rough night for Will. He tweeted like he tweeted, tweeted the day of like the day of reckoning may have finally arrived, and then it, you know like halfway through he's it like, hasn't. guys, I don't think we're gonna get it. <laughs> and then it was like it was like I'm just I'm just I'm just mad at myself for ever believing that it would come. <laughs> I mean, th- because they typically they typically tease Super Bowl commercials, like uh, a lot of people. A lot like, of we didn't get it. Well, but we didn't get like a teaser for the you know for the Doctor Strange commercial being released during the Super Bowl. So like the like big announcements, you don't get you don't get teasers for them. It's for like you know the normal com- like Super Bowl commercials. You get them like released ahead of right, time. Right. Right. They uh, just confirmed that Jimmy Smith is reprising his role as Senator Bail Organa, which almost certainly confirms some young Leia as well. Mm. Um, Ooh. That deepfake technology—that's what they've been working towards. Luke and Leia gotta get Leia. I mean, back. they'll be like nine. Think so. about that. Oh, never. Yeah. Oh, wait, man. Every time I think of all these shows, like I'm thinking the timeline. I'm not thinking of timeline at no, all. Yeah. Like I need to start. No, yeah. They'll, I we'll get a baby, baby kid. Like the the age that Anakin was in the Phantom Menace is the age Luke and Leia will be in this. <laughs> Duh, Anakin's fucking alive. He's there's children. They're literal babies. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, like... They're like yeah, 10 or something right. like that. But, uh, yeah, Bail Organa, which means we'll see Brio Organa almost certainly, which means we'll certainly see Alderaan, which is just hype. Uh, Kenobi is just going to be a fucking feast, dude. Damn. Damn. Is it really just going to be him going back and forth between Luke and Leia, like, protecting him, basically? Well, and then and then Vader in between? Like... I don't know, like six. So what else? I, I, I bet we. In Maul, maybe. I, I bet like. him. I bet Bail Organa reprising his role as. No, Jimmy Smith's reprising his role as Bail Organa is is probably going to be a one, maybe two episode thing. 
uh, that's one stop on his journey throughout this whole fucking thing. I don't think he'll be going back and forth uh, too much. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, maybe he spends a couple episodes on Tatooine, a couple episodes on Alderaan, and then the finale is what, like, the last two episodes or whatever the Rollicking adventure is. But uh, Does he visit his castle? Maybe he goes back to Maybe Mustafar. we get back to Mustafar at some point. Who knows? Uh, it, it's it's going to be mm. fucking fun. We've heard reports of a water planet, so maybe maybe a Camino in ruins uh, would would be would be kind of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe that would be integral to us figuring out whether or not the cloning operations have continued under the Empire. Uh, if they were to return mm. to a water planet and Camino and stuff like that, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't have much else to say. Uh, I'm very excited for what comes next in Star Wars, but uh, it's going to suck to say goodbye to the Book of Boba Fett for a little bit. The shit rocked. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss T- Tamara Morrison, but should be seeing him again in about three months in, in Kenobi as uh, as uh, a couple of clones, at least. Um, <laughs> I'll miss Ming-Na uh, Wen. The, the, the fact that T- Tamara Morrison slept with, like... Uh... Cody, like Commander Cody's, like the whoever played that, oh, like yeah. his wife, and like they refuse to work together now. So like now, like Tamara Morrison has to play every clone, based like you know, like oh yeah, I forgot there was there, another like, guy. Yeah, it's not all Tamara Morrison. Yeah, right. But now, like it kind of is forced to be now because they won't work together anymore. Like Tamara Morrison fucks that dude is that I don't know that Nagabantha. Like what? Yeah, what a what a thing! Like what a what a world we. All live I know in. is that dude can sing um, his ass off. <laughs> yes! Wow! I love how that just got like. Uh, you said you've been listening to that like for a couple uh, years for a while, dude. I love that's that. Crazy! I yeah, that's crazy. I never knew it existed until like it popped up. Yeah, it came out like recently. eight years ago. I didn't uh, discover it till like three years <laughs> ago. Uh, it's fucking awesome though. Tem by Tamara Morrison. It's fucking outstanding. Hmm. Uh. But yeah, any any last thoughts on this season of television as a whole? We'll start with Joe here. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll just give my general predictions of where they're going. My general big idea plan is Thrawn, Omega, and Grogu are the three are three big pieces to some puzzle that I haven't figured out yet, hmm. and that's my prediction for now. Is just Thrawn, Omega, and Grogu. But, uh, all right. That's where all in. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, Miles, any last thoughts here on uh on the book of Boba Fett? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with the uh, I, I agree with the Thrawn. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with Thrawn or Omega, or, you know, any of those characters. I think Ezra is gonna be a big uh, uh, Ezra and like Sabine and all them is gonna be a big key potentially for uh, um, you know, the Mandalorian season three coming up potentially. So. You know, I'm just I'm excited to see uh to see to see where they go with it. My girlfriend is terrible about coming down here when she gets home from work and turning off that fucking light. <laughs> is this a natural thing to do when you? Oh, walk I, I, I know it now. is. I can't be mad. It's just like it's it's happened a few times now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I saw the reaction of the light turn off. You're just like, God, God damn it. <laughs> no, but uh. No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think uh, I think Thrawn's definitely towards towards the uh, top of whatever is the bit major problem here. I don't know if Omega is going to have as much of a uh, 
impact on this post return of the Jedi timeline. I hope she does. I hope she comes back around eventually in some major way, which I mean, it would only make sense that she does, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. To see. The big umbrella is Palpatine, by the way. Palpatine's above the, those three, but those three lead to Palpatine. They're the like in the the mob chart boss, like on the on the wall, yeah. you know everything. Palpatine up at top, and then the three right below. Maybe four with Ezra in there somewhere with with them. I'd say now. I like I, I like that idea of Ezra and Sabine and them all training. That's pretty beautiful. Yeah. That see, happens, see, my so. my thing is that like. Uh, if the whole thing for these empire remnants is long live the empire and, and the emperor is off building the, the final order. I, I, I think there's just some sort of like lapse in. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Palpatine's going to be a big part solely because of the fact that no one knew Palpatine was around. Mm. You could say like Palpatine will be a big part through like, uh, through us, through like Snoke. Like I would agree with that. Like Snoke might end up being a big part, but like hmm. no one, no one knew Palpatine was around. So I doubt Palpatine is, you know, still getting, pulling the strings, you know, though. Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean he might be, but maybe if if Snoke I, shows up, then yes. Yeah. But if not, then I don't think yeah. there's any reason to believe Palpatine's in any way involved. Yeah. I think uh, in this post Return of the Jedi timeline, you know, I think uh, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Man, I'm just ready. Give me, give me all the content. Whatever May the Fourth. If no, if it's nothing, that's kind of wild. Um, I'm just guessing it's Bad Batch. I don't know. That was what happened last year. But I don't know. No promotions for it or anything. And nah, they, yeah. With with the Kenobi weird, announcement so. already and the release date set, I think we can kiss the Bad Batch season two goodbye until the end, uh, at least fall. Um, maybe Disney like. Since Disney now just has Marvel, they don't want to pack something on May the 4th. Like, maybe they're just like, so much is coming out, like, around there. May the 4th also, it might not be, like, you know, stuff coming out. It could be announcements, though. True. Yeah, it could be announcements. Like, uh, a Disney Plus day. Yeah, especially since it'll be a few months after the end of the Book of Boba Fett. They'll probably figure out what spinoffs are going to come from this because it seems like we're yeah that's we're leaving somewhere it might it might even be like book of boba fett season two announced on may the 4th you know since we didn't get that immediately uh Mm -hmm. announced i think that uh because it definitely leaves you in a place where you think the mods Cobb banth and tatooine are going to kind of be the center of something it's just unclear what um And I think that that might be where we get that get that answer. It's also the uh, I think May the Fourth might also be the beginning of a comic book run uh, called Kenobi about Obi Wan Kenobi. Hmm. Um, no one, no one reads comic books. <laughs> you don't read Me comic too, books. <laughs> but with that, I think we'll conclude the final episode of the Sarlacc Soundwave. For now, maybe 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 we see the Sarlacc Soundwave continue at some point, but uh. uh well, for now, I think this is it. Uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Uh, one last thing. Sarlacc Soundwave, best name we've ever come up with, um, in my opinion. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just a goaded name. Definitely. definitely. Um, we'll have to come up with something uh, to top it for Kenobi. Uh, True. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were also joined by Miles Buttress. Thank you very much, homie. You know, happy to be here and uh, happy to come back anytime. Hey, man. Next week, even? Who knows? Uh, maybe. 
Probably not. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Uh, but see. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where before this, we just did our own little Multiverse of Madness trailer viewing. Uh, and second-by-second uh, second breakdown, pretty much. If you're a Marvel fan, go go ahead and check that out. Uh, if you're uh, if you're fucking with Star Wars, which I assume you are, if you're here, uh, this Friday on the 52-year journey through film is Star Wars, 1977 Star Wars, where me and Joe conducted a live commentary of the film. Uh, so tune in there, turn the turn the movie on, and watch along with us. Uh, follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Leave a good five star rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And like a bantha. <laughs>